Oh, Father, we honor you. We glorify you, Father, this day. Honor and glory, power, majesty, and dominion we ascribe unto you this day, O oh Father. Thank you for bringing us into a day, a time, an hour, a moment like this where you are speaking to us. You are feeding us. You are informing us. You're transforming us. You're reclothing us. You're breathing once again your life upon us. We rejoice in the volumes of your voice. We rejoice in the volumes of your heart. The speakers flowing like a river coming from Emmanuel's vein. We thank you this day. This glorious day, this beautiful day, this excellent day. The day you have spoken of in eternity that you will unveil yourself and reveal your counsel to creation. We thank you Lord this day that we are part of a company of people in the earth. That you have chosen to reveal yourself to. That you've chosen to manifest yourself through. Thank you Father that we and our children. We are for signs and wonder in the earth. We rejoice in you. We thank you Lord that this is not just any other day. This is a day spoken in eternity where your heart is being revealed for humanity to see and adjust into. We bless you. That we are coming into the next reality of your ordained will and purpose for creation. Thank you for the movement of your spirit in us and through us. It's a beautiful day. It's a day of joy. It's a day of celebration. Yes, it's a day of confusion and it's a day of, of gloom. It's a day of fear and doubt and uncertainty. Yet, it is a day of rejoicing. It's a day of glory. It's a day of honor. Two parallels we see manifest. We thank you that we are on the side of them that is rejoicing. We glorify you and we rejoice with a caution knowing that we have to stand in intercession for those who have been captured in blindness and in darkness. We thank you, O oh God, 
that your will once again will find a place in us this day to be revealed. Your will will find a place of expression. We open our lives to you this day, O oh God, and we ask, O oh God, that you will once again pour yourself into us. You will lead us further into your prophetic program for this brand new day, that this will not just be another time, but it will be a time that is pregnant in eternity. A time that you have set aside to imprint your desire, your counsel, to reveal your prophetic program, to dispense the ministry of your son. We thank you. We undress ourselves as we receive the garment of this new day where you are speaking from a higher pedestal. We thank you. We honor you. Help us, Lord, to continually move away and shift away from everything that is defined by the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Thank you, Lord, that as you continue to engage the world system, as you continue to engage the value system of this world, that your spirit will continually bring us to a place where we can see what you are doing and we will join force in agreement and say, yes, Lord, let your will be done. The more you reveal to me, you help me to understand that whenever you want to move in the earth, you do not move in a vacuum. You move through a people. Then whenever you desire to show forth your glory and your praise, you don't need no trees. You don't need no mountain. You don't need no ocean. You don't need no bird. You don't need no cattle to reveal that. No, you have placed a man in the earth. An instrument of the expression of your desire. That the more we understand this, that we make ourselves available, available this day. As, Mo as Moses made himself available. That we will make ourselves available. As Enoch made himself available. That we will make ourselves available. We want to be available. We avail ourselves this day. That you will not need to look further. You will not need to look to any other person, any other thing. We say, Father, we are the Enochs of our day. We are the Enos of our day. We are the Abigails of our day. We are the Ezra. We are the Nehemiahs of our time. We are the Elizabeth, the Mary, the Joseph, the Joshua of our time. We avail ourselves in this prophetic epoch. We avail ourselves for the things that you want to birth in the earth. That no stone will replace us. That no stone will take our place. No. Your desire has always been to move through men. To speak through men. To walk through men. To heal through men. To restore through men. No wonder you engage the man that you have chosen that you want to use. You engage such a man. You, you uh, am strong such a man. You refine such a man. You empower. Power, you endure, you endow, you refine, you break and remold such a man.
we, are, we avail ourselves. Because we can see the magnitude of the work. We realize how big, how complex the work is. And when we look at ourselves, we know, Lord, that there's still much that needs to be done in us. So we bring ourselves to your altar this morning again. We lay on the altar and we say, don't stop, perfect your work in us. Because we know whatever happens to us, it is for the glory of your name. Whatever happens to us, it is, yes, for the excellency of your glory to be revealed. Whatever happens to us, it is for the furtherance of your kingdom. So we refuse to draw back, to hold back. We refuse to settle for less. We refuse to settle for the valley and the plain. No, we ask for this mountain. Caleb said, give me this mountain. I want this mountain. I will not be held back by age. I will not be stopped by the issue of sight. My sight is still strong, clear, sharp than ever before. 40 years ago, I was promised this mountain. 40 years later, I am ready. We want to thank you, Lord, this day. The more than ever before, we are ready for what you have prepared, what you've been preparing us for. We are ready for what is ahead of us. For this reason, you have sent us. For this reason, you have brought us to this brand new day. For this reason, you have gathered us in this certain place. For this reason. So we thank you, O Father, that as your spirit continue to impress within upon our hearts your requirements and your demand, as you continue to severe us, O God, from our Father's house, from the things that have become a cake, from the things that have become old and obsolete, from the things, O God, that no longer has the strength to move into the next reality, help us, O God, to divorce ourselves from those things and embrace, O God, that which you're given to us to wear, to eat, to know, to understand, in order to be able to move further. We thank you. We rejoice in the vision of a new day. We rejoice that we have become the gate, the portal, the bridge that connects men into that which they are transiting into in you. We thank you, O oh God. We celebrate you, Father. Once again, we pray, may your kingdom come. May your kingdom come. May your will, your will, not my will, Jesus said. May your will be done. We don't want your will to remain in just a place of knowledge, a place floating somewhere. We don't want your will just to remain up in the sky somewhere, in the clouds somewhere. No, we want it to be done in our lives. May your will be done in us. As it is done in heaven, let it find expression. Let our life be the expression of your will being carried out in the earth. Let our life be the very manifestation 
of the expression of your will in every dimension of life this morning. We thank you that as we pray this, we begin to see changes. We begin to see transformation, deliverance. We begin to see impartation. We begin to see a people rising up again in the name, in the, in the, in the nature, in the image, in the values of the identity in you. So we thank you, Father, this day. We glorify your name. We celebrate you, O oh God. Thank you, Lord, that there is nothing that can stop this brand new impartation and importation of your spirit. You don't need the entire nation to save the nation. You don't need the entire church to save the nation. You just need a handful who believes, who are willing, who are ready, who are focused, who are not divided, who are not separated, who are not limited. You only need a handful that understand the requirements of the day. We bless you, Father. We avail ourselves. Hallelujah. Welcome, uh, everyone, this uh, afternoon. Thank you so much, Sister Tina Stadioni. Thank you for connecting. Brother Steve, thank you. Uh, Sister Kumisa, thank you. And all other person connecting with us, I really want to thank you guys for connecting this afternoon again. This is going to be our third session of this particular topic before us we're dealing with the issues of the economy there's what man call an economy and there's that which God calls an economy the days we live in are days where God is judging the wisdom of man God is judging the system the knowledge of this world is coming to naught. This is the context to which we are approaching this prophetic word. There is a system, there is an economic system that is driven by certain humanistic, worldly, and if you will, demonic wisdom. The heaven is judging in this season. And yet again, there is a wisdom run by a spiritual knowledge, a spiritual inflow from God that is coming. Have you noticed that the entire scripture is full about excuse me is, is full of the comings of God one of the problems and one of the great mistakes that we have made in the church is to reduce or you know limit the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ just to, to rapture he's coming to take his people home <laughs> but this is a day where the spirit of God is giving us a better insight a better understanding and from this posture of understanding, we are getting to realize what God is doing. That there are seasons of, 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 of the comings of God. 
And in each of those seasons, there are certain things that are being judged. There are certain things that God, amen, is judging. That as we continue to track and trace the comings of God, whenever God comes to earth, whenever his spirit comes to earth, whenever there is a coming of a word, whenever there is a season where God comes down to look and engage with what the sons of men are doing, what we see, like I've, I've been saying for, for some time now, what we see is we see the manifestation of redemption and we also see, amen, the manifestation of what? Judgment. Yes, these two work hand in hand. So this context of, of, of understanding allow us to be able to, 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 to see and but also to know how to interact with the comings of God. So when God says, I'm coming, we need to be prepared. We need to be looking into our life. We need to make sure that we are, we are washing. We need to make sure that all right, we are prepared. We are ready that we are not found wanting that, you know, we, we don't live our life in, in assumption or presumption. Because the Bible says when he comes, he's coming, he's going he's gonna to be like a thief in the night. In other words, it, it will come when you least expect even though he's been he's been announcing it, I'm coming, I'm coming, <laughs> all right. And sometimes when he says he's coming, we tend to, you know, like I said, since the since the father have fell asleep, things have been the same. He's been saying he's gonna come, he's gonna come, but we're not seeing him coming. So let's just live our own life. Let's just do what we wanna do. <laughs> but the Bible says, hey, man, don't 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 forget that a day before the Lord is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day before the Lord. When He says He's gonna come, it's for you to constantly get yourself, Amen, in the position of a watchman and prepare. That regardless of the hour, regardless of the watch, it comes that you are found ready and prepared. Unfortunately, in this, in this epoch of his coming, amen, his coming caught a lot of people unprepared, unawares. The Lord has come. We are in the midst, amen, of the workings of God upon the guidance of the earth. We are in the midst, amen, of, 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 the, of the work of God, of the evaluation of God, amen, among the, the, the sons of men. There is, there is a judgment taking place right now. And in the midst of this judgment, there is a group of people that God has sealed up, amen, in his, in his ark and he's pushed them. While, while the water, amen, of, 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 of the rain, Remember, the reign of God, amen, is symbolic, amen, of the blessings of God and also the judgment of God. Yes. That is why, you know, in the days we live in, demands that we have a multidimensional, you know, a, a, a understanding of the, of the dealings of God, of the ways of God. I keep talking about the, the ministry of the cherubims. Each of those amen, a, a entity, amen, are figurative of how God expresses himself, even in one concept, amen, is, is, is one being reflecting four dimensions of life, four realities of expression, amen, the face of a man, the face of an eagle, the face of a, of a calf, amen, all of these dimensions are, are expressing, they are speaking to something that we've got to be able to catch, 
So we are not we are not left behind. We are we are not found wanting. We want to understand what God is speaking, what God is saying, amen. If through the face of a man, we want to understand what he's saying through the face of an eagle. We want to understand what he's saying, amen, through the ministry of a calf. Just like you know, when they showed uh, uh, Zechariah, amen, four horses and the horse riders, each of the colors and the horses represent something because the Bible says these are the ones that have been sent into the earth. We've got to understand that there are prophetic activity taking place amen in the earth today amen that is shaping amen the condition and the structures of the earth we may not be able to see them with our natural eyes because amen we are fixative on the you know the the, the human sight we, we we judge things by you know the the the, the 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 knowledge that we have acquired amen from the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil so when even god is moving we can't see it and that's happened even to you know to to prophetic people that have become so carried away that have chosen to eat amen of of the delicacy of Babylon that have chosen to be you know part of them that are mentioned amen who sit on the table of of you know of 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 you know Jezebel. If you're one of those that have been captured amen by the delicacy by the food of Jezebel, when God begins to move in the earth, you can't see him and you cannot hear him. This is the day where God is moving in the earth. God has come down. He's walking among, amen, the sons of men. He's, he's beholding them. He's seeing what they're doing and he's judging them. He's, he's shutting down things, amen. He's bringing things to, you know, to a shutdown. He's, 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 he's doing all kinds of things. And if we don't, if we don't see, amen, that this is the hand of God, we, we might just find ourselves blaming the devil. No, this is the devil, you know, or we might continue to blame China, we might continue to blame God knows who. But we understand that when God comes and starts moving among, amen, the, the activities of men, he uses men to reflect his judgment and his redemption. See, man has always been the instrument, amen, of the expressions of God. Just like God uses angels, amen? But man, amen, you see, you and I are the expression of God's prophetic program program for this season in time. That's why I keep saying we need to have insight into what God is doing because God may be deploying, deploying you into something. God may be using you to do something, to say certain things, amen, that you may not even be aware that it is God. So it's important that we are, that we are aware in the place of prayer because when you begin to pray, when you begin to engage the things of God, you will notice that there will be a stream and you will know hallelujah that this this is god moving me so all of this is speaking to us hallelujah in terms of how to posture ourselves how to understand how to you know connect ourselves relate to that which the lord is doing so that we don't find ourselves in a state where you know we're confused like the worldly people know one of the advantages that we have as spiritual people amen is that we are spiritual <laughs> <laughs> One of the advantages, amen, of our salvation, of our sense of redemption, amen, is that we are spiritual. In other words, we know things, amen, that people in the natural realm do not understand. We can, we can, we can connect to things. We can interpret things. Hallelujah! Like I always say, it's not just about you know foretelling the future, amen. When it comes to the concept of the of the prophet and the prophetic, amen, is to be able to give clarity, interpretation. This is that, so that when we see events event you know unpacking in, in the earth when we see event you know bringing men to a standstill when we see event amen causing you know high high and lofty men to bow the knees when we see events shutting down big conglomerates 
big company, when we see events, amen, causing ministers or to weep and to cry like babies, then we should be able to give clear interpretation so that people don't wake up and say, well, what's wrong with this person? What's going on? Well, this is just another coincidence. This is no coincidence. God is moving in the earth. When God began to move in the earth, Balaam, because, because he's been so captured by, you know, by Balak's, you know, a, a bribe, by Balak's, you know, a, 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 you know, money, he could no longer hear God again. Where, what they ask him not to do, where they ask him not to go. Now, he can continue until the donkey spoke, until, the, <laughs> you understand this, friends? We live in a state, we live in a day where people are living in such a state of blindness. Blindness. They can't see. The Bible says eyes of day, they cannot see. Ears of day, they cannot hear. This is the condition. In the midst of all this, yet we have a people that are walking in the in the in the advanced reality, hallelujah, of, of sight. They are walking, amen, in the capacity, amen, to hear God. What a paradox of a day that we live in. It's a day of judgment yet it's a day of redemption. It's a day of shutdown yet it's a day of open heaven. So we have to understand that, amen, there is God, God is coming, amen, and he's superimposing his, his economy upon the economies of men. The economies of men, amen, shut down system the economies of men hinders people from prospering from developing from growing from coming into the full potential of god's counsel and plan for their life the economies of men enslaves the economies of men earlier binds and and, and and steals from people the economies of men takes advantage when they give you 10 rand you better believe it they're going to take 100 from you that's the economy of men when they say that they are giving you loan, you better believe it, they are enslaving you. The economies of men. Heaven is judging the economies of this world. Like I said, you know, in our second session, as the Lord brings the entire nation into this state, every, every region, every nation, every family, individuals need to begin to look into what God is pointing to that needs to be adjusted, that needs to be corrected, or else... Rather than accepting redemption, what they're going to be having, amen, is not just judgment, but condemnation. So this is a sacred day for us. Please, if you can share, amen, what we're talking about, amen, share them as links, amen. Let your friends know, let people know that God is speaking. We're in the day, amen, of the speakings of God. Heaven is speaking to us. Heaven is bringing us to the place of, of divine understanding. The spirit and the ministry, amen, of knowledge, of wisdom, of understanding, of counsel, amen, of revelation and the fear of God are in operation. And if we avail ourselves, we will hear God. And if we hear God, amen, we are at an, we are at, we are at an advantage, amen. If we hear God, we are in a position where we can begin to lead, like the sons of Issachar. What make the sons of Issachar, amen, different? As much as the Bible says they were few among their company, yet because they were 
able, this company of people, they were able to pick into the, the, the heart of God, the mind of God. They know, amen, what is called the seasons of God. They understand, amen, the epoch of the spirit. They understand when God reaches, amen, a point where, amen, a new season is open to the people of God. They understood that. Therefore, the Bible says God gave them the spirit of leadership. Now, what is happening in the earth is that God is raising for himself, amen, a new order of leaders, amen, that will take over, that will guide that will lead his people to the next dimension, to the next amen, reality of his, of his program. Remember what I said two days ago. The future is not the Antichrist. The future, amen, is not an economic shutdown. The future, amen, is not Brussels. The future is not America. The future is not Germany. The future, hallelujah, is not Europe. The future, hallelujah, is not China. The future is not yen. The future is not pounds. The future, hallelujah, is Christ. And those of us who are tracking, moving, amen, in this order called Christ, amen, we will begin to experience divine provision at all states, at all levels. The reality of the nature and the power of Christ is a system that we live by. It's called the kingdom of God. And that kingdom, amen, is coming and is taking its, its resident, its precedent, amen, in our life and through our life. And the more we open up, the more we allow Christ to lead us, the more we follow, amen, the guidance and the instructions of the Spirit of Christ, the more we are led to the place of rest, the more we are led to the place of provision, the more we are led to the place, amen, of, of, of guidance, the more we are led to the position, hallelujah, of authority, of governance, of administration, the more we are led to that position of divine representation the more we become invincible in the day where the devil is destroying man the more we rise up the more we conquer you got to understand this so the clarity of God's voice of God's mind is crucial to the days we live in The ability to identify what God is doing. Is very critical. To where we are. That we don't live in fear. And we do not live in panic. Alright. That we have. An understanding. Of the presence of the Holy One. Who rules over the affairs of men? Living in us and leading us to the next fair, to the next reality of his program. The earth is moving to a place called the finish. We like it or not. He said, behold, amen. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Behold, the old earth has, has passed away. And you understand that the, the prophetic program of God and his interpretation, hallelujah, is not one-sided. One when God speaks, God speaks in a multi-dimensional reality. And therefore, amen, the, 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 the coming to pass of the speakings of God are in phases and in seasons. Therefore, if, you, if you're waiting for God's prophetic word, amen, to come to pass in the future, you will be missing what God is doing, what God is saying in the now. Because listen to this, every prophetic word 
amen, has a relevancy to a people who engage that season in time. In other words, God doesn't speak outside the context of the people, amen, that are living in the season where that word, amen, finds expression. In other words, when God continues to speak, what we read in the word of God, hallelujah, must, must find, amen, a people in the earth that can own it. You know, the Lord spoke to us this morning as we were praying. We must become, amen, responsible. We've got to take delivery. Hallelujah. Listen to this. The days that we're living today are no better than the days of Pharaoh. Are no better than the days where, you know, uh, uh, Nebuchadnezzar was ruling. Amen. And, and we've got to understand that then we, we have to, we have to link our heart, link ourselves, amen, to the very nature of the people, amen, who lived within the reality of those, of those tyrannical rulers. Men, amen, like Daniel who lived in the days of Nebuchadnezzar. Men, hallelujah, like Moses who lived in the days, hallelujah, of, 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 of the pharaohs of this world. Men, Hallelujah, who lived in the position where you have evil men ruling. Men like David, hallelujah, who lived in the day where there, there, there is a Saul, hallelujah, who has lost his sense of, of identity, amen, as a leader in Israel, amen, faced with, amen, a, a, a giant Goliath of Gath, you know, you know, so, so we have to be able to find within our own spirit, amen, what David found that made him invincible, that he was able to stand against, hallelujah, someone like, you know, Goliath, we have to be able to find in our heart earlier a capacity, a tenacity, a spirit, amen, that Moses had, amen, that he was able to go back and say to Pharaoh, Pharaoh, let my people go because God wants them to come worship me. We have to have, amen, the capacity that in a day where it was not, it was not trendy for men to walk with God, that a man by the name Enoch walked with God. We have to be able to find, amen, that grace, that insight, that spiritual understanding that a man like Enoch hallelujah, was able to connect amen, and began to pray, the Bible says in the days of Enos, men began to call upon the name of the Lord, these were days where the Namphilims, these were days where giants, hallelujah, walked the earth, these were days where men, hallelujah who have given themselves into relationship with fallen demons, hallelujah lived, these men, hallelujah they decided to defy, they decided to reject, they decided hallelujah, to shift away, move away amen, from the trending spirit, from the trending powers of their day, and and they decide to locate God. Hallelujah. This was what no, no, you know, Noah hallelujah, connected with. That in the days of compromise, in the days of, of, of destruction and rebellion, the Bible said that Noah hallelujah, found grace. He found favor with God. Why? Because we discovered that he, he was a righteous man. What does it mean to be righteous? To stand out among the bunch. To stand out among the bunch, among the, the others, to, dis, to, to be different. That being different, amen, speaks of a different system of economy. Speaks, hallelujah. Listen to this. When we are captured by God and we live our life via the authority and the influence of heaven, we live via his economy. Hallelujah. The economy of God is beyond money. Money is part of it, but it's beyond money. The economy of God, hallelujah, is all of God's eternal intentions and desire. Finding expression through a people, hallelujah, who want to see such desire come to pass in the earth. Everything that they need to fulfill that desire, hallelujah, God gives it to them. If they need billions of rand, billions of dollars, God give it to them. And if they don't need money, amen, to fulfill that, des that desire, that itself is an expression of God, divine economy. God gives them the favor. Have you noticed that Jesus didn't go around with big, big money bag? <laughs> but there was nothing that Jesus needed that he did not get. 
Are you getting the point? So, so I, I, I want us to first of all understand when we talk about the economy of God, let's, let's, let's remove our mind amen, from just money. The economy of God amen, is the administrations of the, of the things of the spirit. Can I, can I ask you, does, does the spiritual control the natural? Of course you tell me yes. So does the spiritual, hallelujah, you know, it defines and influence, amen, what comes into our, into our hands, into our pocket in terms of money? Of course, yes. Of course, yes. Money, the scripture says, is a defense. A defense to what? A defense to whatever, amen, we want to defend. It could be good or bad. Amen. Money has no color. Money has no, has no sense of evil or, or righteous. It's what we use money to do that defines, amen, if money is evil or good. The Bible never said money is evil. The Bible said the love of it. It is the love of it that so into us, amen, iniquity. The love of money is the, is the root, is the root of all evil. Excuse me, what is the, what is the, what is the heart of what is going on right now across the globe? Is it not the love of money? All of this issue before Corona amen, was a battle between America and China. Who will be the, who, who, who will be the head? Amen. Who will take who will take the next you know a, a, a position of power and authority in the earth? China is struggling to want to take the first place. All of this are the things. Have you have, have you heard anybody right now talk about the battle between America and China in terms of the economy? No. Because we're all dealing with Corona. Why are we dealing with Corona? Because Corona is, 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 that, is that point where we, where we define amen, our, lev our leveraging system. Whoever conquered Corona amen, might be the one to take over what they, what they define to be amen, uh, the next war power, the next superpower. And that's why China you know, is, is trying to play a fast one. But they're catching, they're catching China. <laughs> no, they, no, no, I mean, China never really gave the, the right you know, uh, data of what happened in China. I mean, but you see, but that's not what I want us to focus. I'm just trying to help us to have you know, a context to all of this. When event happens in the earth, we can look at it, amen, from our own human natural point of view and begin to, you know, uh, 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 speculate and begin to give all kinds of, you know, ideas and begin to, you know, uh, uh, you know, all the things that we do. We can, we can listen to what CNN is saying and listen to what BBC is saying, listen to what E-News is saying and all of these people and listen to what, doc, you know, the government and never really get to hear what God is saying. That's why when an event pans out in the earth, we don't look into the event to find the voice of God. We, look, we, we listen to God. We hear God. We say, God, what's going on? What's this thing about this corona? You know, because when you, when you hear from God, you know how to tackle the issue. You know how to pray. You know how to engage. But if you find yourself in the same quagmire, in the same narrative, in the same ideology, in the same belief system, guess what? For all I care, there are nations using the corona amen, to, 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 get, to get leverage, all right? To define and decide, amen, who is going to, who is going to control. I mean, Corona happened. Everybody's running to, to China, all right, for, 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 you know, for ventilators, you know, for, for, for masks. Everybody, the whole nation, even America. I mean, that tells us something. That tells us something. If you ask me, who won in this battle? At least the round one, round two. China won. China won. And I'm sure they planned that. Because not even America that claims to be the, the superpower of the world, amen, was ready for it. 
excuse me, where are the prophets? Why didn't the, the prophet tell them, hey, something is happening. Guys, we need to get all the, you know, ventilators. We need to, we need to, um, we need to stop making ventilators. We need to get ourselves, something is about to happen. We don't know what it is, but hey, is that not what the prophet is supposed to, is that not what the prophetic is supposed to be? Come on. I, I, I feel like, in, I, I feel somebody can speak to me this morning. Is that not what we're supposed, are we not supposed to have prophet who have sight, amen, into what is about to happen? The Bible says in the book of Acts, amen, that the, that the disciples, the, you know, the apostles, they picked that a famine is coming and they began to prepare. But when our prophetic, you know, uh, 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 idea has been captured, all right, has been captured by money, has been captured by, you know, uh, uh, you know, what we want to eat, we no longer hear what. Are you telling me that God has not been speaking to people that something is going to happen in the earth? Of course, God has been spoke, has, has been speaking. We didn't hear the full reality of what God was saying, but we picked a word earlier in December. He said, this year is going to be a year, a decade. In fact, he said, this decade is going to be a decade of reset. That's what, that's the word we picked in December. And I remember sharing that. We still have it on record. That this decade, not even the year, the decade, 10 years, this thing is going to take. It's going to take 10 years amen, for the world to be able to come to a position of recovery. 10 years. That's the word God gave us. Now, if God speaks, you know what we do? We need apostles. All right, to go into action. That's what I was trying to talk about yesterday. That when God speaks through the prophetic, we need apostles, amen, who will go into construction. Oh, hallelujah. When God speaks, let me repeat that. When God speaks through the prophetic, we need apostles. We need people with apostolic grace. Let me not, let me not reduce it to apostles. Because when we say apostles, then we're looking out to one man or one woman somewhere. <laughs> let's, let's, let's take it beyond amen, just one man. Let's look at the system. When God speaks, when God speaks through the voice of his prophet, amen, we need apostolic spirits amen, to, to begin to prepare, to begin to build. Have you noticed? God gave a word. I'm going to bring destruction to the earth. Amen. God then gave amen, Noah amen, a vision of what will save him. Whenever God speaks, whenever there's a declaration that something is about to happen, good or bad, we need people that should go into action. Amen. We call them craftsmen. We call them craftsmen. They must go into action and begin to prepare. Have you noticed that when, when, when the time for Jesus, amen, to come, what happened? We needed one to be sent, amen. John was a prophet sent with an apostolic spirit. What was he doing? He was constructing roads. He was causing, amen, the highways, hallelujah, to be, to be prepared, hallelujah. The Bible says the highways are prepared. The, the, the pathway are prepared, amen. The mountains are being made low. The valleys are being, are being filled up. All of that was to prepare, amen, for the coming in of that which has been prophesied. Whenever there's a prophetic word, people, a people must go into action, amen, to align themselves, to prepare themselves, to arrange themselves, to, you know, to, 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 to connect to that which has been declared in preparation. That's the key word, in preparation. So many of the things that you are hearing right now, I want to ask you quickly, are you preparing? That's why amen, when in, uh, that prophetic invitation went forth, the guy came with the wrong garment. They bundled him out. They said, sorry, you, 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 didn't get, you, didn't, you didn't prepare. He came with the wrong garment. He came with the wrong mindset. He came with the wrong belief system. He came with the wrong value system. They kicked him out of the place. They said, sorry, you are not invited here. You did not prepare yourself. 
the new wine, hallelujah, is the outpouring of the Spirit of God for a new day. But if the wine skin has not been prepared to receive the wine, there's going to be wastage. So God comes and starts moving in a season. And the people has not, has, didn't get themselves ready and prepared. Guess what? God moves to the next thing. There have been times that God came before this period, amen, that we did not know, that we did not notice, that we did not hear because we are not prepared. Because we just do our own thing. Oh, come on. God is speaking. You see, there's a build-up from, the from the first session we had. We have to become responsible, amen, to the prophetic, to the declaration, to the oracles of God. When God speaks, we've got to become responsible, amen, for the speakings of God. When God gives us, amen, a prophetic word or when God declares something, there must be a people, amen, who takes, who takes that which has been spoken, amen, and begin to war with it. They say, they say, they say war with the word that has gone over your life through the, through the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. This is the word they gave to you know to timothy they say war with that which has been given to you by the prophetic release oh god help us a man give a prophetic word people start jumping in the chair they start hallelujah started getting excited and that's it and the word overtake them because they were not taught that when a, a prophetic word comes amen is to prepare you for that which is coming do you know that the prophetic word, amen, is to, in fact, amen, to, to help us to avert the evil that is coming, to help us. In other words, the real ministry of the prophetic is not just to tell you what is coming, is to give you, is to empower you, is to inform you, is to resource you, hallelujah, with what it takes to avert what is coming. So the prophetic is not just about knowing the future, it's about preparing for the future. You see, that's why I can speak and tell you the future is not about the Antichrist. Am I saying there won't be Antichrist? Am I saying that in the next five, ten years, all right, we won't be having all kinds of crazy things in the earth that wants to control and destroy our life? We will. But guess what? Because we have been prepared, because we have heard, we know what is coming. You see, that's why I keep saying, if you want to hear a prophet, you want to know who is a prophet, look at me. I'm one. I'm speaking because I know that the things that I'm saying, hallelujah, are the things that you need to know, are the things you need to learn, and are the things you need to prepare for. I'm not trying to get you excited. I'm trying to prepare you. I'm trying to equip you. I'm trying to build you. I'm trying to position you. The watchman, watchman, what is left of the night? The night is coming, but the none is coming. And the night is also coming. There has to be clarity of language. There has to be clarity, amen, of, of the speakings of God. The watchman, the watchman, which is an extension of the ministry of the prophet, I hope you understand that. That the ministry of a watchman is an extension, amen, of the ministry of the prophet. He's supposed to be able to see what is coming and warn the city and warn the town and warn the people, hey, something is coming. Someone is coming. Get yourself ready. In other words, the prophet is there, amen, to help you change at every interval, at every seasons of God, it tells you what garment, amen? This is the time for rejoice. Let's rejoice. Then he said, ah, hey guys, you, you need to change your garment now. This is the time, amen, to put on the old armor of God. This is the time, hallelujah, to get yourself ready. But no, this is the time for us to engage the marketplace. So you've got to change. You've got to wear your suit now. This is the time to look nice because we're going to engage the marketplace. Then the, then the sound of God comes again and the prophet said, no, this is the time to get ready and begin to, and begin to address earlier. Warfare 
and begin to and begin to engage in battle. Then he comes again and says, No, no, this is the time for us to remove all of this. It's time to go before the Lord. It's time to wear our effort and rejoice and give glory to God. He must tell you what to do at every season and every interval. The prophetic. Babylon don't have that. Are you getting this, friends? We should be ahead because we have the prophetic word of God that has gone ahead of us to prepare us. But the beauty of that is that the ministry of the, of the apostolic spirit, which is, listen to this, which is the expression of the ministry of wisdom. Wisdom, you always hear me use that word. Wisdom speaks. Wisdom built a house. That's not just some phrase that I'm using. That is, that is a deposit of a value system in my spirit, in my life. Like I said, we walk in, in the various dimensions, amen, of the ministry of heaven. We express the prophetic grace. We also express, if you will, amen, the apostolic spirit. You see what I'm doing right now, the position that I'm seated, amen, I'm doing two jobs. I'm doing two things. I'm speaking to you as a prophet I'm, and I'm also ministering to you amen, as an apostolic, an apostolic grace. From an apostolic grace. I'm speaking to you amen, from my prophetic office but I'm also, amen, preparing you because these days we don't have people who really want to function in that office. The apostolic, the apostolic office has been hijacked. It's been hijacked all right, by, 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 you know, by wrong influence. It's been hijacked by title. The apostolic that ought to build us. If the apostolic is doing his rightful work in the body of Christ, we won't have we won't have the kind of ignorance, you know, manifestation that we are seeing today in the body of Christ. We will have system built. Our churches will become hallelujah, a hub, amen, a, a, a kingdom hub where you know powerful, high-level administrative governmental activities are taking place. That's what the church ought to be. Not a place we go up, we just clap and sing hallelujah, praise God, and we go back home blind. Our churches ought to be, amen, a research and development center. It ought to be a place where we're deploying people into the marketplace, into missions, where we are training, empowering earlier professionals, high-level professionals, yet baptized with the spirit of resurrection, going to do havoc in Babylon. This is what we're supposed to be dealing with. But our church are just full of, you know, hyper-spiritual, highly ignorant people. Very ignorant people. All they know is to sing. And there's nothing wrong in singing if our singing is translated to sight and understanding. That we go out there and, re and, repl and, and replace the system of, of darkness. Amen. And show forth the glory and the praise of God. That is what we are talking about. That's why I said, look, I don't want to get myself in all that thing they call church. Because that's no church. Jesus said, I will build my church. The church that Jesus built reflect the building of Christ to the world system. Did you hear what I just said? The church that Jesus built reflect the building of Christ to the world system. There are certain landmark buildings. If you go to Shanghai, you will see certain landmark buildings. If you go to if you go to Santin, if you go to you know uh, uh, to Johannesburg, you will see certain landmark. Once you enter, you know uh, 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 you know Johannesburg, there's this tall building. 
I guess it's close to SABC3, if I'm not mistaken. You will see that building. That that is symbolic. That you know you can't miss it. No, I'm I'm in Johannesburg. This is Johannesburg. You understand? I'm not sure if they have any here in Cape Town, but there are certain landmark. I'm talking about those tall buildings. I, I know there are you know buildings here in in, Cape, in Western Cape here that are very old, older than those you know tall buildings. But guess what? I'm talking about a building that when you come into a region, you cannot miss it. Those are the mountains that establish amen, the, 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 the spirit amen, that governs those buildings. Amen, they are reflection amen, of, of the expression of pride in, in the marketplace, of Babylon in the marketplace. The church ought to have, amen, a dimension of visibility in the earth. And I'm not talking about some long structure. Because we are supposed to be the expression of what is called the mountain of the Lord's house. And the word of the Lord, amen, is that it is higher than every other mountain, higher than every other hill. So if we're not visible in the in the city, if we're not visible in the town, if, if, if they're looking for the church and they can't find us and all they hear is noise, something is wrong with what we're doing. When they say, amen, the mountain of the Lord, it means it's not hidden. He said you are a city that cannot be hidden. In other words, when governments are looking for direction, when they are looking, even if they don't want, listen to this, even if they ignore you. Have you noticed that those buildings, you can't ignore them. You ignore them to your detriment. An helicopter ignore those buildings to its detriment. You will crash. There are sad, you see, like my message now, ignore this message to, to, to your detriment. No one, anybody who is online and touches this thing, you cannot ignore it. You can't say this guy is making noise. You will know, hey, this is truth. You know why? Because this is the expression coming from the mountain of the lost house. We are broadcasting from the highest peak. We are broadcasting, hallelujah, from a stronger bandwidth, hallelujah. We are broadcasting, amen, from a, from a short frequency wave, hallelujah. We are not broadcasting from, you know, their FM. No, we are speaking from a dimension that you cannot ignore it even if you want to ignore it you know this is a voice of one crying in the wilderness the wilderness of something in the wilderness of Johannesburg in the wilderness amen, of Cape Town in the place where they think wow we have it out it's a wilderness if only they know have you seen how they've shut all of them down today they've become wilderness this place used to be used to be bubbling and bustling with with you know with all kinds of trade, not trading just few runs here, trading in millions and in billions, all shut down. Oh Jesus, I forgot to bring my water. Oh my tea. Let me read a scripture. Isaiah 54. Come near. Verse 1. Come near, you nations, and listen. This is the word of the Lord. What are we tracking? We're dealing with, amen, the economy of God versus the economy of Babylon. The economy of God crashing the economy of the world system. Remember, an economy is not just 
trading in money is not just the trade of finance. It's not just the, the trade, amen, of gold and, and silver, all of that. Amen. The, an economy is the trade of philosophy. Is the trade of ideology. Is a trade, hallelujah, of belief system. It is belief system that defines what we do with our money and how we spend the money. Like I said, God, 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 God is not, and you know, is not, doesn't have an issue with you getting wealthy. As long as you understand that the wealth is not the, the wealth amen, you have in terms of money or in terms of any other material thing, it's not really what defines your true wealth. Proverbs made us to understand that amen, <laughs> a son in the house who comes into wealth but does not understand the meaning of wealth will be ruled by a slave. <laughs> will be ruled by a slave. Are you getting this? Come there. You nations. And listen. Pay attention. You peoples. Let the earth hear. And all that is in it. God is speaking to the entire world. The Lord is angry with all nations. I'm reading scripture this morning, friends. I'm reading scripture. You want to know where we are? What is going on? Here you, here you, here you go. You listen to this. Verse 2. The Lord is angry with all nations. His wrath is upon all armies. He will totally destroy them. He will give them over to slaughter. Their slain will be thrown out. Their dead body will be sent up. Their, their dead body will, will, will send up a stench. The mountains will be sunk with their blood. All the stars of the heavens will be dissolved. All the stars of heaven. I hope you understand that he's not talking about the star you see up there. There are people who have defined themselves as stars. Is that not what we call them? That guy's a star. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Once they once they go to their idol idol you know performance and they win, suddenly they turn to a star. as the word of the Lord. And to make it even more worse, the church now have their own idols. We call them idols. And then when 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 they sing to our you know to our pleasure and they sing to you know to the pleasure of of the so-called you know whoever is there, the palanites. Then we make them stars. You see how blind the church has come. That some few people can sit and define your destiny for you and define your future. Somebody say, do you frown against, you know, uh, uh, you know, people singing and showing their talent? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Because it is, not, it is not the key that you're able to sing. It is not how fluent your voice is. It's not how silk your, 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 your sound or your voice is. It's not how high pitch or low pitch earlier, or that your voice sound that defines that you're able to sing to minister to bring life. 
that Babylon can do. But if you bring that to the church, ah, you have reduced not just the gift of a person, but you have reduced the person. It means that this, this palanist, pa pa whatever we call them, who sits, who listen to you and see how you sing. I mean, you're supposed to be singing unto the Lord. And then they have to decide for you. D they decide your own destiny. They decide the destiny of the singers. Maybe, maybe, you see, that's why when we look at things like this, we should look at it from, from the eyes, amen, of the prophetic. Because that is the eye, amen, that gives us true perspective. Because if I can tell you that you, you, never, you didn't sing well, if I can tell you that, well, well you are taught place, what do, you think, what do you think that would do, amen, to your calling? God has given you a calling. And I'm, and I, I'm able to tell you that you, you, didn't, sing, you didn't sing well enough. Uh, that, uh, that, that song didn't hit it. Meanwhile, you sang your heart. Meanwhile, you gave your all. And I, Isaiah, was able to tell you. And you go home crying. Because you took third place. <laughs> it's the same. If the world system doing that, I don't have anything to... Uh, that's not my problem. That's the world system. But not in the church. And then we call it the kingdom of God. You see how, how blind we are in the church. That's why I said earlier on in our second you know, meeting today. I said, I said, when we lack identity, we go to other places. We go to other people, amen, to, to shop for identity. <laughs> All right? Imagine if you're able to sing in America and you, you're able to make it to, you know, idols, you know, American idols. And you, and you see how they're destroying the life of those children, those small children. You, 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 you don't know you're destroying them. People are clapping and how oh, wow, what, what the girl she can sing. You just destroyed her life. Because you don't know, you don't have an understanding of you know of God's prophetic counsel for that child's life. Now, the process, the 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 the, 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 the path that God wants that child, all right, to, to walk through in life, she's missed it because suddenly you have made her a star. So she, she gets up one day and she has made it and, 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 and at, at the age of 18, let me speak Lord, let me speak. At the age of 15, 18, she's already counting millions, millions into dollars. All right? she, she's already having managers who, 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 are, who are watching and, and, and trying to you know, do things for her. Guess what? But she has not matured. Is that not what happened to Michael Jackson? Is that not how the Michael Jackson you know, destiny was destroyed? Because somebody picked a father, his father picked picked his gift, alright, and merchandise it. While this boy was supposed to still be in school, while they're supposed to still be growing and learning things, while they're supposed to still be reading and praying and following the pathway of God, no, they, they merchandise the gift. That's what Babylon does. When they see your gift, they take it. And that's what we brought into the church. You know how we do it in church? We give you a post. Then we give you an office. And then we say you must become, you know, uh, 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 God knows what in the church. You must be the head of, you know, yes, this person can sing. But this person is still growing. This person, you know, is suffering from all kinds of issues. This person came from a broken home. But she can sing. But he can sing. Or, you understand? He's got a gift. He can sing very well. He, he knows how to manipulate his, his voice. I mean, he, he can dazzle everybody. But this guy is broken. is he, dysfunctional. This girl is broken. Dysfunctional. She's been raped. All kinds of things is happening in her life. But as long as she can perform in the church, she's our angel. You see how, how terrible 
You see how, how wicked we are. Come on. I wish somebody was going to give me, you know, <laughs> you know, a, 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 a nice, you know, tampering there. Because this, these are things that has destroyed, destroyed, destroyed the church. We merchandise our gifts. God still wants that person to find himself, to find herself. But you know what we do? We, we give them a post. We give them good money. So money replaces the process. Money replaces, all right, the things that they need to go through. The, 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 the money replaces the father that is missing in their life. You know, something happened to me yesterday. I finished preaching. You know, I just finished. So I, 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 I took a walk down. Just took a walk. And I noticed my daughter wanted to, you know, play with me. I already noticed that. But I said to myself, okay, maybe when I come, I'll have time for her. So I took a walk down. And she followed me outside by the gate. And she was peeping and looking at me. Looking at me. Till I went. And then when I, when I was coming back, she was still by the gate. Still waiting for me. And peeping and looking at me. And the Lord began to speak to me about the heart of a father. And the heart of the daughter or the son. And the Lord said, do you know what it means to be a father? Do you see how your girl longs for you? Desire you? Do you see? Do you see how she longs? She longs. She was waiting for you. She can play with any other thing. She can play with it. No, no, no. She wants to play with you. She wants you around her. She longs for you. And it dawned on me. How many, how many people out there have lost the sense of fatherhood while they are playing the role of a father, trying to play the role of a father. But yet you have lost the, you've lost the sense that the, the fatherhood is not, it's not just a responsibility. It, 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 it's a deposit. It's, it's something you deposit in your daughter. It is something that must flow from you to her. She longs for it. If she can't get it, she will look for that thing. All right, in that in that crazy boy who just wants to, you know, pull up her skirt, and that's it. He, you know, she will long for it in one other girl who may not even like her, but she wants to belong. All right, I just need you to. I just want to play with you. You know, so there are all kinds of expression that you know our children are are seeking and longing for the father, but they can't get it because. Is either the father is not there or is there but is not there. Or the father doesn't even know there is a father. And, and that, I mean, and that means a lot to me because, I mean, I didn't grow up with my father. Like I said, all the things that I've learned about fatherhood are not things that, you know, I pick from my own father. No, these are things that I had to learn from my heavenly father, from his word. The things that I read in book, the things that I saw, amen, from other people, negative things that I said, no, I don't want this. I'm not going to allow this to happen in my own home. <laughs> no, no. You understand? So that ability to be sensitive to God, that he speaks to you about something that you pick it. Have you seen how that has accelerated me? So when I'm done, I take my time and I play with my daughter. She want me to carry her. She want to jump in my, uh, on my back. You know, she wants to dance with me. 
All the things that I, you know, sometimes I struggle with, you know, she doesn't care. She, she dance with me, daddy. You, 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 are, you, are you getting this? This is, this is what has shattered our world. Now, imagine if I have to lift in my own mindset and say, because I never got this thing from my father, so I cannot, who, who told you that your life is shaped and defined and determined all right, by your biological state or where you come from? This is why we are Christians. This is why we are believers. Amen. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Everything about your life and value system ought to change. You know, she was waiting for me. And she was wearing my slippers. <laughs> there's, there's a chemistry that our children long for. It's not just what you buy for them. No, no. It's beyond what you buy for them. In fact, if you ask them, they, they don't need much of what you buy. They just need that thing that flows from you to them. That thing affirms them. It affirms them. It confirms them. It gives them identity. You see, I define the identity of my daughter. I define the identity of my son. I, I hope you understand. I'm speaking from my heart, friends. I know, I know when I sense insecurity showing up in the life of my children. I know that. If you can't, if you can't pick that in your children, then you're blind. You're your blind parent. And please don't tell me my children don't have insecurity. You lie. You lie. All children have insecurity. Even when they give their life to Jesus, they will still be battling it. Just like we all are battling it. Guess what? When your child, your daughter is trying to wear your shoe, you know, there's something that child is trying to say to you. When your son is trying to behave like you and, you know, your son does something and you're here, he runs to you. You know, sometimes my son just does it. You know, he's trying to learn to play piano. So he's learning from his, his device. So every time he wants to show me. And sometimes, you know, something in me was like, Samuel, can't you just allow me? Then immediately I try to correct myself. No. If he doesn't ask me, who then is he going to ask? I said, but I don't have time. I'm tired. Guess what? I have to make time. Have to have you have to know how to distribute your time, your life. You it must be even as I'm giving you this time. It, you see, this is this is economy. You see, I'm 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 sharing my life, I'm giving you something. That's why people don't understand that this is not just me coming, it's not just about oh, he loved doing this thing. No, I'm giving you part of my life. That's why when you pay your tithe, you see, God, God spoke to me. When you pay your tithe to me, guess what? You're sharing out of your life to my life. And that is sacred. This is sacred. They say, if the minister spiritual things to you, is it not wise and right for you to minister to them? Kind of things, that kind of thing is that little gift that you send and say, hey, man of God, I appreciate you. That's not just a dash. That is part of your life being transferred to me because you work for that thing. I, I hope you... I'm not sure if you're getting what I'm saying. There's so much to life, the economy of God, that we are missing. Because when you reflect the position of a true father, God will always provide for you to be a true father. <laughs> no good thing will he withhold from you. 
Because you are walking, you are, you are, you are threatened. Have you, do you see what's going on in South Africa? We live in a nation, and it's not a, it's not, it's no longer, it's no longer a news when you say South Africa is a fatherless nation. But that's just the truth. I can say this because this is a nation God sent me to. My life has been laid on the altar for this nation. So when I speak, I don't speak from, you know, a biased mind. No, I speak from a heart that wants to see this nation free, deliver, transform, heal, restore. It's a fatherless, fatherless nation. When people give birth to children, they walk away. Just because they can't, they, they can't take, you know, whatever is happening between them and the wife. They walk away, you leave your children. I don't think I will, I will be able to handle it and leave my children for never. Never. Because eternity will not forgive you. With all that you know, you walk away. I've seen men of God walk away from their home. Go marry somebody else. Just because the woman is crazy at home. You walk away, you leave your children. You are the crazy one. Because if you understand your place and your position... You will never walk away. You will do everything. Everything within your power. And when you've exhausted your power, you will then begin to depend on, on the power of heaven. Lord, help me. I'm talking about the economy of God. You think this is just about money? When God shut down the entire world and decided everybody go back home. <laughs> the ones that cannot fix their home, you know what they're doing now? They are, they are abusing their wife. They are abusing their children. If you listen to news now, that's what you hear. There's abuse all over the place in the home because these guys, they themselves have not been fathered. You know, somebody has not been fathered. He wants to be a father. So sometimes I wonder, these people preaching fatherhood, I say, please shut up your mouth because you don't even understand what it means to be a father. The fact that we don't talk about it, we don't, we don't scream it at the top of our voice. We don't put it as a banner. I, I'm a father in the land. I'm a father. That doesn't mean that we don't, we, we're not. I'm fathering people. When I pray, I don't just pray, pray for my biological, biological children. They know my house. When I'm praying, I pray for my, my biological children. I also pray for my spiritual children. But you never hear me talk about it. Because that's between me and God. That's between me and God, not between me and any other person. I'm not seeking for leverage. I'm not seeking for some, you know, flimsy, you know, uh, uh, superficial, you know, uh, leadership position. There are people who have come to me and say, I, I want you to be my father and the Lord. I say, sorry, you've got your father. Go to your father. I know your father. Go to your father. Don't create trouble for me. Go to your father. None of the brothers... You know, one time he 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 blessed me with money. So suddenly he think when he asks, when he says, "Please be my father," and I said, "No, sorry, I, I can't do that. I cannot do that. I'm not led." Secondly, I know who you submit to. What what happened there? You go submit, go back to that person. And I told you about the other brother. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll assist you. We'll see. Do something. No, I cannot do it. No, I'm busy. I said, okay, sorry. I'm not ready. Since you're also not ready, please. I relieve you of whatever responsibility you claim you have in fatherhood. Go away. 
friends, this thing that we're talking about, Jesus said, no one come to me except the ones, hallelujah, that my father have dropped, has drawn. If the Lord has not drawn people to us in this thing, we'll, we'll be, we'll be, you'll be looking for cheap, cheap position, you know, cheap leadership. And it's not going to be working. I want to be, I want to be a true father. I want to be a true father to my children. I want to be able to cover those whom the Lord, as Jesus said, all that the Father gave to me, I lose not, except the son of perdition. Except the son of perdition. The Lord is speaking to the nations. This is the word of the Lord in Isaiah 30, 34 this morning. Come, come here, all you nations, and listen. Pay attention to what the Spirit of God is saying. Let the people come there. God is angry with the nations because of our injustice, because of our selfishness, because of our iniquity, our ungodliness, our perversion, our, you know, our sense of abuse and, and, and misuse of, of each other. We need to wake up in this season. We need to hear. We need to know. We need to take responsibility. Guess what, friends? If tomorrow I've got a thousand people following us, following me, I will still, I will still be myself and I will still deal with things the way the Spirit of the Lord. I will never, even if somebody comes tomorrow and be giving me 10,000 every month, that person will never take a first seat. All right? As you come, you will follow as you come. Those in the front will remain in the front. Those coming at the back will remain at the back. That's how we go. That's how we advance the things of God. Yes, we will deal with which, which, each one as they come. There's nothing like, oh, so you don't need to feel insecure. If somebody comes tomorrow, nobody's taking your place. Nobody's taking anybody's place. We work as the Spirit of the Lord leads us. No man of God takes the place of my daughter or my son. No. Doesn't work like that. Mm -mm. It doesn't work like that. Even if ten men of God comes and join us to say, oh, Isaiah lead us, they will not take the place of Rita, Tina. They will not take the place of Nkumisa. No, they will not take the place of anybody. We will all follow the path. Yes, we are all going somewhere, and these are the ones that have gone ahead of us. It's the authority and the structures of the Spirit. They will not take the place, Amen, of of, of Mervyn in my life. They will not take the place, Amen, of you know of Sister Diony in my life. They will not. They cannot take that place. Sorry, it's not going to happen. They're not going to do that. I'm not going to allow them. Nobody can bamboozle can bamboos you or bamboozle me. No. We follow. We're going somewhere. We're building a structure in the earth. So, you see, I say this thing deliberately so we know where, where we are. Everybody must feel at home. You must, you must rest. Rest in God. And rest, amen, under the wings of the grace and the covering God has given to you. You're not, you're, you're not obliged to do anything. Of, no, no. You don't need to. If, in fact, you don't need to impress me. Just be yourself. Just be yourself. Just be yourself. If you come around me physically, really, if you come around me, you know, people will know me. I will serve you. When you come into my house, no, I'm not going to let you. I will serve you. Do you want tea? Do you want whatever? I will make you feel comfortable. And then we'll talk. We'll chat. Alright, I'm a different person when we, when you meet me, you know. 
I'm just on fire when I'm preaching. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. I'm just on fire when I'm preaching. But, you know, when, when you're around me, you know, I'm just, you think this guy cannot drink water. Yeah, because of the dimensions we carry. Never put a burden on you. Never put a pressure on you because you're seeking for leadership. You're seeking for direction. You're seeking for covering. You're seeking for, you know, all kinds of things. Some of the things that your earthly father could not give to you. Many of you might be seeking those things in my life. And I must be available for you to say, yes, come. Come. It's a difficult thing. But we have to. I don't want to build a flaky, you know, flimsy, you know, uh, 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 you know, house. No, I hope, I hope you understand so, because that's why people are very close. The moment they start a church, everything scatter because they don't understand that relationship. A church is the extension of relationship. Don't build a church without building a relationship because if you do, you know, the church is going to scatter the relationship. A lot of people, they. You know, after they've moved together, walked together, then they start a church, everything scattered. So you see, it was all fake. It was never real. It was never real. The economy of my spirit flows into your life. The economy of your life flows into my life. That is what is called the shared life of the spirit. And that's how it is. That's how it should be in the nation. There are people called fathers of the city. Fathers of the city. Fathers of the city are not those who have the biggest building, biggest church. All right. Who've got, you know, men in black following them. All right. Who've got black messages all around them. No. Listen to this. They may have influence, but they are not leaders. They may have influence, but they are not leaders. Let me say, let them hear. They are not leaders. We are the one earlier at the forefront. When things happen in this nation, heaven speak to us. We change the pattern. We change the atmosphere. You see how we've changed the pattern now? Now we're talking about apostolic engagement. Now we're talking about building, you know, the economy, restoring the economy of our nation. But for us, for that to happen, we have to, first of all, amen, go back and restore our, our dignity and restore the dignity of our people and restore, amen, the love of our people. It's from there that God is going to bless us. God is not going to bless our, our carnality, our pride, our wickedness. He's not going to anoint, amen, our abuse. No, we have to disease from that. The government will have to desist from that. Fathers will have to go back home hallelujah, and love their children. And wives hallelujah, will have to go back home, love their daughter, love their son, love their husband. We have to walk. Listen to this. God is love. Love is not how you feel. Love is a responsibility. <laughs> it's a commitment. Are you getting this, friends? And you're going to feel the you're gonna when you start loving hey your world is gonna come to an end i'm telling you real love you will be seeking to want to die <laughs> let me not start i'm telling you there will be days you will wake up you will feel like running away when you start engaging real love the real love is tough because you'll be seeing somebody that can't see what you're seeing You'll be talking about things that people cannot comprehend. And yet they're arguing with you. And yet they're fighting you. And you're like, but can't you just say this thing? And the Lord says, stay there. Stay there. <laughs> love, 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 love. He's a God, increase my love. Those guys, they say, Lord, increase my faith. Increase. Why? <laughs> because their definition of love was brought to an end. 
Love is not when it's convenient, when it's palatable, when it sounds nice. When love is not the it's not the rose you give. It's not the rose the husband gives to you. It's not the whatever, you know. No, no. That's not love. Love is sacrifice. Love is taking the first place. Love is is the defense. When you love the people, you defend the people. You as a government, you need to love the people. You defend the people. You fight on behalf of the people. Before Corona, you, you're there to protect them. Don't be throwing food past you to them. Go and assist the people. Love is not well, but I gave you this thing yesterday. That you're using that to want to trap me. That's not love. That's manipulation. You can't use your gift amen, to manipulate somebody. Have you noticed men who abuse their wife? When they finish abuse, then they buy them the best of the gift. You say, oh, honey, I'm sorry. Here's this thing I bought for you. And stupid her because uh, she can't take her eyes away. You say, wow, diamond, honey, you love me. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> That's no love. That's a guy killing you softly. <laughs> you remember that song? Killing me softly. Yeah, that you dying softly. They're killing you softly. Softly. You die softly. Yeah, love, love, love is confrontational sometimes, most time. All right, you confront each other, you argue about the thing, you talk about the thing. All right, and that's it. Before the end of the day, you will still say, "Honey, how are you doing? Are you okay?" Yeah. Uh, she still doesn't want to talk to you. He doesn't want to talk to you. You still say, "Okay, well, tomorrow we'll continue again." You see, love never gives up. That's why I say, if we understand true love, we don't divorce in the kingdom. Kingdom divorce in the kingdom is alien. Is a is is a strange spirit. You know what that means? I can accept, accept if the person is threatening your life. That's the only time I tell somebody, you, you've got to leave. If somebody is threatening your life in the name of love, please, if you don't have a place to go, come live in my house. I'll put you at the backyard. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. But if, if it's just an issue that you, you, you have to be eight, you have to take it because it's part of the program of God for your life. If people can tell you what they're going through, people who say they're men of God, women of God, if they can tell you what they're going through in their relationship, you will, you will, you will just give, you, you will lift your hand and say, Father, I thank you for my marriage. Thank you, Lord, for my relationship. I'm telling you, you will give praise to God. Because, listen to this, if you're seeking for convenience, then you're not ready for marriage. And I'm talking about both, you know, you know, you know, physical marriage and spiritual marriage, marrying the things of God. You're not ready because listen to this. One day Isaiah is going to say something that may hurt you. Are you going to leave me now because I said something that hurt you? Because I'm going to do that. I'm going to make sure that I hurt all those areas of your life. Yes, yes. Because we got to, we have to bring out the demons. We have to bring out those things. Hide. We have, we must expose them. So you get angry. I tell you, if you want to get angry, get angry with me. But as long as you don't leave me. <laughs> That's it. So if, 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 you do, if you want somebody to just always tell you what you want to hear, you will never be free. You, in fact, you're not ready for the prophetic. Because the prophetic is a two-edged sword. It's cutting the man preaching it and it's cutting you. Most of you guys don't see it. You know, you think this guy is just talking. No, that thing also affects me. It's a two-edged sword. But we rejoice in the speakings of God because we know that amen, it's in the voice of God, it's in the speakings of God that we get to be healed. The truth amen, will set us free. The truth amen, will expose our blind spot. Have you noticed that people don't like their blind spot to be open? 
They don't want people to know their their blind spot. In fact, if you do that, they get angry with you. But if you connect with the truth, the truth will touch your blind spot. Amen. They will they will touch that area of your life that you think is healed. All right. They, they will ask the prophet, press that place. You're still like, hallelujah, I'm strong. And the guy will touch it and press it. Ah, it's painful. They say, yeah, you're not healed yet. Come, come, come to the theater. We've got to heal you. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Come on, friends. I love the word of God. Come to the theater. We're going to heal you. Hmm? It's children that are afraid, amen, of doctors. Have you noticed children? No, 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 no. I don't want to go to the doctor. You come to the house of the doctor. Because only the doctor has what it takes to heal you. Father, we thank you. Mm. Hallelujah. I love it when God just decides to say, keep your notes. And let me speak to my people. I'm looking at my notes. <laughs> I'm looking at all the scriptures that I put aside. And not one I've touched. Not one. Isn't that beautiful? God said, let me talk to my people. I know you, I know, I know I gave you the scripture, but, but this is what I want to say to them today. Okay, Lord, you are ahead. You see, we're just a vessel. I, I love when God speaks like this. I told you about the brother, you know, he said, my Lord, I, I can't stop thinking about this thing. This brother was planning to pray in the morning. He heard, he just saw, I'm on life, you know, brother Eddie. <laughs> he said, the spirit said, no, no, you, you need to listen to Isaiah. You need to <laughs> He said, thank God I listened. Thank God. I mean, like, like the, you know, the, the note, the uh, voice note you sent to me yesterday, my dear sister. Those are the testimony we want to hear. God is touching people beyond our realm, beyond our camp. Things are happening. Why? Because we speak from the bowels of truth. We speak from the heart of God. We never get to a day where we are afraid to speak. Because when we do that, then we begin to stop people from getting healed. This word is a healing to somebody this morning. This word, amen, is deliverance to somebody this morning. This word, amen, is freedom to somebody this morning. Amen. Just like it's a freedom to this nation. So we give thanks to God. Father, we bless your name. We glorify you. Thank you, Father, for what you have done today. Thank you once again for removing the veil. Thank you, Father, for bringing us into light. Thank you that there's no darkness in our lives, in our path. We bless you. We glorify your name. Thank you, Father, for my brethren, my sisters, everyone this day, oh God, who have joined us. Thank you for this life church. Thank you for this hub, this kingdom hub. Thank you, oh God, for the power of your spirit, oh God, this day that has gone forth, oh God, freeing us, delivering us, restoring, renewing, reviving us, oh God, empowering us to go forward. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you for apostolic craftsmanship. Thank you, Father, for the spirit, yes, of, of the warriors. Thank you for grace to build in accordance to your divine intention. We bless you, O God. We honor your name. We bless you. We praise your name, Lord, that our heavens are open. Thank you for the shower of your rain upon our land. Thank you for the economy of your spirit. Thank you, Lord, that as you judge Babylon, thank you that Zion becomes even more prominent more visible yes the heel of the lord is taken yes his rightful place thank you for the establishment 
of this hill, men are coming. They are streaming to it, O oh God. Liberty and freedom. Thank you, Spirit of God, that in this new day where your church is emerging, your ecclesia is emerging, nothing, no one will stop. We bless your name that we have come with a new garment. We have come with a new wear. We have come with a new identity. The identity that you have given unto us for this brand new day, we wear it, O oh God. We thank you. We discard every other idea, philosophy. We discard that to which is man-made. We discard that to which, oh God, is of the world. You said that which is of the world is of the world. You said that which is of the flesh is of the flesh. Father, we discard that which is defined as the first day, as the order of the first man. We are of the nature of the second man, the last Adam. We rise up today in liberty and in freedom. We enter into, oh God, the reality of that which you call divine provision and we release it oh god into our nation that which you have given to us as provision we release it into our community we release it into our city we release it into our nation we thank you lord for abundance we prophesy in the name of jesus that abundance has come as god you judge oh god yes the ways of this world we proclaim and we decree and declare your divine provision let men see that this is god let men see that this is you at work we Thank you. We praise your name that your spirit is at work all across the realm, all across the land, all across the nation. Thank you for liberty. We will never be the same again. We glorify you for what you have done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Salalabu. Yes, Spirit of the Lord. Oh, glory. It's a day of glory. We break away from pride. We embrace, we embrace humility. We surrender. We surrender to piety. We surrender. We surrender to your ways. Halabasakayada. Prophesy. Prophesy. No, 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 Saha. Yes, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Yes. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, everyone, once again for joining us this afternoon. I want to appreciate this wonderful, blessed moment again that we have shared in the presence of our father may this afternoon continue to pour into you amen that which the spirit of god has begun to release may the oil of gladness continue to flow into your space may the oil of joy may the oil of goodness may the peace of god that transcend all human wisdom and understanding may this day be the beginning of favor and blessing and goodness and righteousness Amen. In your life, let this day begin to open for you doors, doors in your business, in your career, in your work, in your family, in your household. I proclaim it. I declare it. I declare this day, oh God, that you are highly favored and blessed. You will step into what is known as the economy of God. And God indeed will continue to be your defense as he provides for you. I thank you, Father, for your will and counsel. In Jesus' name. 
Amen and amen. Well, thank you so much, everyone. Thank you, Sister Diony, for connecting. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Tina. All right. Thank you, Sister Kumisa. Thank you, Brother Mervyn. All right. Thank you, my dear man of God. Amen. Uh, Brother Giwa, thank you. Thank you all. Thank you, Brother Steve. All right. We want to thank God for everyone that have joined us. All right. Thank you all. Thank you for watching. We want to thank God for his will, for his word, for his counsel, for his spirit that has flowed today. God bless you. Please don't forget, if you can, share the link. Share the link to your friends, to your family. Let them hear. Let them know God is speaking. Because people are asking, oh, is God speaking? God is speaking loud and clear. Let those who have the ears to hear, let them hear what God is saying. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon. God bless you. Bye-bye.